Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to worship at the altar of music and comedy. The giddiness and the harmony of a well-crafted comedy song brings great joy in abundance. Join the tinkling talents of David Thames and me, Phil Nickel. Sit back, turn it up, and enjoy Songs in the Key of Laugh. Oh yeah, songs in the key of laugh. I'm Phil Nickel, and I'm David Timms. And uh, this this is our podcast. It's our very new, brand new podcast. We hope you're enjoying listening to it. I know we're enjoying doing it, aren't we, David? I'm enjoying it massively, yeah. Phil. But if you haven't heard it before, songs in the key of laugh is a podcast that celebrates comedy songs and musical musicians and. In the podcast, coming up in the future episodes, we're going to be looking at all sorts of different stuff, as well as comedy songs. Frank Zappa and... We're going to be looking at the bit, the bit of the Beatles as well, Ooh. which I'm quite excited about. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll maybe have some of that today, even. Ooh. Ooh. But of course, of course, there's Monty Python, there's Tim Minchin. I mean, the list goes on and on. Steve Martin is Absolutely. a comedian. He's the dream, isn't he? We'd love to, we'd love to have Steve Martin on this well, podcast you're listening, Steve, you're, you're listening. If you're free. Yeah, if you're free. <laughs> or a small fee. I did, I just let's just stop and see what he says. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Steve, are you there? Steve Hello, Martin? Steve. Uh, so, guys, this is songs in the key of laugh, and we're going to have uh, interviews and lots of fun stuff. Our interview to this week is with a really talented woman. She is a uh, an impressionist. An impressionist. Absolutely. She, her name is uh, her name is Jess, Jess Robinson. Robinson. Je- we said it at the same time. Oh my god! We're, we're so finishing each other's sentences. Here's Jess Robinson. <laughs> doing Natalie Cassidy because I just really love her <laughs> and it's fun to make her sing <laughs> <laughs> she's always a crowd pleaser and I never thought I'd say it but I really miss Theresa May being in the news because it's such an awful voice but so pleasing to do <laughs> Well, there's going to be more of Jess Robinson later in the podcast, so stick around and listen. That's a great interview. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's uh, all of her impressions are just on point. Yeah. They're so so good. She's so funny. And on top of it, she started writing comedy songs during the lockdown. She's written an album called "Are You Ready," which is we're going to get into later. Uh, but the British seem to have a a record, a history of these great comedy songs. I mean, you know, everything from Benny Hill. Fastest, fastest milkman, milkman the yeah. but then going further back, you had like George Martin, who produced the Beatles, was actually producing the Goons, Spike Milligan and Ivor Cutler. He was producing them as well. He, he produced, produced the Goons, produced the Goons, produced all their all their because uh, he was a BBC producer. So and then he was applied to the the Beatles, and the, the rest is history. And the Beatles actually use comedy and use humor in their stuff. They do. Uh, yeah, they do. They use it quite often. Uh, apparently, when they were writing songs as well, uh, when they didn't know what lyrics that they wanted to put there, they just put any, literally any old um, rubbish in just so they could fill the gap while they were trying to find out what the word was going to be. Amazing. Yeah, which which I think is quite cool. Yeah, so a bit like our 
quickfire parody game. A bit like our quickfire parody game. <laughs> Except good. Except, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but they do, they, it, I mean, in their albums, they've got some, some completely ridiculous songs as well, haven't they? They've got uh, Piggies. Yeah, Piggies. Piggies. That's, that's she a, came in through the bathroom window. She came in through the bathroom window. That, those are all like sort of almost Protected comedy lyrics. by a silver spoon. And they also had the very first ever hidden track on an album, which was like the, you know, like hidden tracks on CDs. Yeah. But the yeah. Beatles actually did it on... On a thing, and I think it's on the Abbey Road album, and the and the track is uh, "Her Majesty." Her Majesty, that's a beautiful song. Oh, here here it is. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day. I wanna tell her that I love her a lot, but I gotta get a belly full of wine. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. Someday I'm gonna make her mine. Oh yeah, someday I'm gonna make her mine. <laughs> that last note, that it's just, last A. That, uh, when, when I was young, that just used to make give me so much joy. That and 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 the way like, that's a George Martin comedy song thing. I bet because that ends the album and it leaves you feeling ah, just it's it's comedy music. Have you heard of the Native Hipsters? Um, it, I haven't it, heard of the Native. It, hipsters. It's Woody Bot Muddy had an, a band called the Native Hipsters. They wrote a song called um, There Goes Concord Again. And it was like uh, 500, the album was like 500 albums were released, homemade album covers, and they got, they got it to John Peel. And John Peel loved the song so much that he locked himself in a studio for 24 hours and played it again and again and again and just to drive people crazy. They, they, he really got fired over it. The, oh this, my God. this is the Native Hipsters' There Goes Concord Again. Um, can, <laughs> I, can I just say that is spectacularly weird. Isn't and jo- it great? John Peel listened to that on repeat for twenty four hours. Yeah. So originally, originally it's William Wilding. Originally, the band Native Hipsters made like five hundred copies of it, and then John Peel got a copy of it, started playing it so much that they ended up ordering another thousand, and then four thousand. Then it went on the independent charts and ended up at number five on the UK independent charts. And that made, went to number five. Yes, and it was on the and it was. The NME magazine called it the top 100 indie songs ever in the in 1992. That Amazing. is incredible. There's there's actually there's quite a quite a history of these those kind of songs doing reasonably well in the charts. Mm. Um, in the UK, do you know um you know the Bonzo the Bonzo Dog Doodah band? Yes, I do. Neil Innes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I love the Bonzos and um uh they had they they've had a few little hits, but one of them is the Urban Spaceman. Oh yeah. Do you know that one? Classic. I'm the Urban Spaceman baby i've got speed i've got everything i need but i think that did really well so i think that went to like number two or three in the charts as well yeah it's on the secret policeman's other ball it is that's right around the time that spitting image was coming out spitting image and and i mean the the history of it would be from further back in musical but through george martin and the beatles and then into uh monty python and then looking forward into spitting image it brings us to our guest on the show absolutely that brings us to 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 jess Jess Robinson. robinson but before before that, well, can I get given a song we know and have to change it up and make it so hysterical that you win the cup? This game is really easy, just follow all the rules. The rules are really simple, you're not allowed to lose. It's a quick fire parody game round, and um, 
Oh, the game round. Game round. Game, game round. round. Yeah. So what this game is, is um, David and I give each other a name of an artist and a title, and we do a comedy quickfire parody of that particular song. So this week, I'm going to, and it very, it's not, it's a difficult it's not particularly easy. We we have we've tried playing this with with a few of our guests, uh, and um, does it work, Phil? Well, I don't know if you if you follow us on Patreon, you'll find them because we're going to put them on Patreon. So. We are, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to hear if you want to hear what how our guests play this game, uh, follow us on Patreon. But David, here's where the the challenge for you this week is: I'm giving you Aerosmith's "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Um, okay. Do you know the song? Do you know yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Um, yeah, you know, thing, thing. Don't th- rhyme, rhyme. rhyme um. Okay, it's Aerosmith. This is quick fire parody game. Aerosmith's got it. I don't want to miss a thing. Can you? Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. I just wanna close my eyes. I just wanna fall asleep, but I can't now, babe, cause I've pulled my hamstring. I did it playing football. <laughs> And you don't seem to care at all No, you never do <laughs> But I've pulled my hamstring Is it that a thing? Is it Isn't like that however I... however bad your injury gets Your partner never really gets <laughs> Is this from True Life? Quick fire, quick fire, quick fire parody game I think I can beat that You Really? Yeah Okay um, Can you please do Tom Petty? Free falling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let me just see. I mean, is oh oh. Tom Tom Petty free falling. Is that the right chords? Wait, hold on. It sounds about right. I'm you gonna, might want capo. Put, I'm gonna put a capo on it. Capo. Yes. Phil says capo. I don't even understand that. Okay. All right. You come on. You've had long enough now. It's Tom Petty. It's Tom Petty, and it's free falling. She's a, she's a good girl. She's gone to the movies, and it don't matter that she's not got cash, cause it doesn't happen very often. But it's crazy what's happening, cause it's free, free popcorn. Because they're free, free popcorn. You never get free popcorn. I love free popcorn. popcorn. They should have given away free popcorn. They should have done, and they didn't. I like that. I really wish. I I, I wish. I wish I had free popcorn for every every, every time I went to the cinema. Free because it's free. I'll do it as Dylan. Dylan. Oh yeah. Free. (laughs) Free popcorn. Free free popcorn. That's Dylan. Dylan doing free popcorn. We need a sting here. We need a sting. Quick fire, quick fire, quick fire parody game. Do you write comedy songs? Ever dream of being the next Tim Minchin? Or being Tim Minchin? That's weird. Yeah. Why not enter our Songs in the Key of Laugh comedy song competition and maybe appear on our podcast with Tim Minchin? That's better. The Songs in the Key of Laugh comedy song competition. Enter today. Visit songsinthekeyoflab.com for details. 
So enter the uh, Songs in the Key of Laugh comedy contest on, go to our website, songsinthekeyoflaugh.com. Absolutely, please do. And uh, you might appear on with Tim, I think we just said that. We did, we, yeah, we just said that. <laughs> By Should- the way, I just want to say congratulations for winning the Quickfire Parody Game, right? Oh, did I win this week? I reckon you did. Ah! <laughs> mine, mine was free popcorn. I don't, free pop- I, free popcorn. That's never going to work in a club. Well, no, no. Well, if you gave it out, it would. (laughs) Maybe if I did it as an impression. Maybe I did it as Bob Dylan or something. If you did free falling as Bob... Free, free popcorn. That has got to be the worst Bob Dylan impression I've ever heard in my life. Maybe we should turn our sights to someone that does great impressions. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The guest on today's show is someone you like And if you don't, that's your own fault. But you'll know them soon. This jingle has been personalized for a guest that we hope that you recognize. And this week their name is... Jess Robinson. It's Jess Robinson, everybody. Now, you probably, but if you know Jess Robinson, you'll know that she's an amazing impressionist. You may have seen her on Britain's Got Talent. You may have heard her voice on Horrible Histories. Uh, you may have heard some of her amazing impressions on Splitting Image. But I know her as a friend, and hopefully soon you will know her as a friend. Please welcome to our podcast the wonderful Jess Robinson. Hi, Jess. Be my friend, everybody. <laughs> I can, I can feel they already are, Jess. How have you? How have you been? How the dickens are you? I'm really good, thank you. Um, my voice went a little bit too high there uh, because I'm also a tiny bit stressed about, um, well, not stressed, excited, anxious about getting back on stage and gigging again and, you know, doing all of that stuff that we haven't done for what feels like forever. Well, but, when, um, when, when, was the last, when was the last performance you've, have you performed yet since the end of the lockdowns? I have. I've done like, I've done sort of guest spots in, in shows and, you know, that sort of thing. But I've got my own uh, hours show coming up this weekend and I'm very calm about it, but really excited. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 
Fantastic. I, over the last, over lockdown then, without performing, what have you been up to? What have you been able to do? I started a podcast called Stars in Your Ears, mm. which listeners, if they like musical comedy and if they like your podcast, they'll like my podcast. Yes. We get um, people on, we um, teach them how to do impressions, we write stupid songs about them. We've got to get you on as a guest, please, Phil. Oh, I would love and, to do that. Um, it's loads of fun. It's very silly. And we won a British podcast award. So that was my creation during lockdown, which made lockdown not be a total waste of my life. So it was so, good. So hang on a minute. You So in, in the lockdown, while yeah. everyone was being depressed, you formulated yeah. to get stars in your ears together, create a yeah. podcast, get great yeah. guests on it, and then won a gold medal at the British Cod Podcast Awards. That's yes. right. What did you do during the lockdown, David? <laughs> Got a cat. <laughs> I mean, that is that is sensational, Jess. Thanks. Yeah, it didn't amazing. feel at the time. It didn't feel like we were doing anything. Like, it just felt like we were sort of whiling away the hours. Yeah. Are you using the your band, the Jessington World of Adventures, on that podcast? I'm using Jessington World of Adventures, wow. and it's really fun because. They all get their own little moments. They We all collaborate together and they are three very silly characters. And it's it's just, it's so much fun. It's such brilliant, joyous escapism as all musical comedy. Well, usually musical comedy is, unless it's about politics. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's brilliant. And we recorded an album as well. That's the other thing we did during lockdown. What? It, everything happened in our spare rooms. Wow. Okay, well, all tell sheds. me about... Tell me about this. Tell me about this album. What is the uh, what is the album like? Is, is, it, is it original songs? Is it yeah? Impress- it's mainly original songs. Right. Some impressions. It's called "Are You Ready," and um, it's sort of some of the best uh, original songs that we've done over the years. Such as there's one called "The Voices in My Head," where I talk about. Um, channeling the different celebrities uh, to conjure up any sort of mood. So I've, I use an impression for everyday life, like um, I'll do a bit, uh, Stacey Solomon to giggle, Lorraine Kelly to be polite, Britney <laughs> in the morning, Aguilera late at night, Cheryl to be pretty, Hillary to be blunt, and I'll channel Katie Hopkins when I want to be a columnist. Oh. Thank hey. you. Very uh, silly. That is really. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. So that's called "Are You Ready?" and that's available on Bandcamp, is it? Yeah, man. Yeah, fantastic. Man. Can you name the members of the band? Do we know them? I don't do I really know, know them? them. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've got. I don't really like them. Yeah. We've got uh, Michael Ralston, who's Ooh. on keys. He plays with Sarah Louise Sorry. Young mm. and Meow Meow and Fascinating Aida and mm. that sort of thing. We've got Rob Lamont. Mm. Uh, on guitar and bass and synths and sort of making everything sound kind of cool. And uh, he plays with all sorts of people. And then Jonathan Kitching, Mm. who is our drummer and plays with Marcel Leconte. Oh, yes. you would know. We do know Marcel. And um, he's drummed for Tina Turner. Has he? Yeah. Amazing. How cool is that? And now... That's How cool. far he's fallen to be working with me. <laughs> <laughs> but you do you do a Tina Turner impression, though? Maybe you just... 
Do I love you, my oh my? Yeah, I love a bit. I love a bit of Tina. <laughs> I always had this thing about Tina Turner. She's got that um, kind of switch walk that she does. You can't really do it on a podcast. She does that switch walk. She does a little, she, she wiggles her hips and then she does a quick switch of her on your high heels. And it's just like the coolest thing. Oh, so good. And the way that she strides, I had to practice for um, a uh, played little voice and I had to be Tina Turner um, as like part of the act. And I had to stride across the stage on high heels you know how she does it at 100 miles an hour but mm. with her legs slightly open so I used to pretend I had a pooey nappy on at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the physicality right that's amazing <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm completely bowled over by how you can change voice so so quickly and obviously it's just it's just practice but I try all the time to do different impressions to do different accents and mine are just dreadful if you can were going I have to some please uh, well, no, uh, oh, oh, oh. give us your be- give us your best musical impression david and then i'll give you mine my best musical no 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 well Go on. No, you've got a piano you've got a piano there do it <sighs> come on david this is not great i yes. i don't i don't have any um i do like a ray charles let me tell you about a girl I know She hit my baby and she left next door Every morning before the sun comes up She bring me coffee in my favourite colours How I know, yes I know Hallelujah, I just love her so Yes! yes. That, is, oh, that was great! I don't, want to, I don't want to do mine now <laughs> No, well, I, I'm sorry Phil, but you're going to have to No! Yes! Well, okay, I'll do I'll do one. I don't have my guitar here. Vera I... Lynn! Vera Lynn! <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I do, I tell you what I can do. I did an impression of Billie Holiday singing the songs of Queen. Please. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. Oh, too, I started too high. I, I want to ride it where I like. <laughs> Side bottom girls, you make the rock and world go round. Love it. That's the that's the voice that my it, child is going to hear at night and be terrified of. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going to creep into. Hi, hi, little baby. Oh God. <laughs> I'm here. I'm your baby kitty cat. Hi. It's gone less Billy Holiday and more like Spooky Doll now. Well, that's it? what I was, I, was, I was doing. I was doing Spooky Doll. Spooky Doll, man. Yeah, Spooky Doll. The other one I like doing is Bob Dylan because he just have to. It's the way you sing. The song. <laughs> <laughs> it's the song, what I want. Anyway. Um, are, do you find do you, so you were in Little Voice uh, Rise and Fall Little Voice uh, as a teenager is that right I mean uh, anyone that doesn't know the Rise and Fall Little Voice uh, well why don't you tell us a little bit about it because you obviously um, so it was a it was a film um, starring Jane Horrocks mm-hmm. um, about pa- painfully shy recluse listens to her dead dad's old records of Judy Garland and Marilyn Monroe so much she can I- imitate them with amazing accuracy right. so I had to basically Uh, basically I had no lines hardly in the show I was very very quiet but I could sing like Judy Garland doing somewhere over the rainbow and Shirley Bassey doing Goldfinger 
and um, Marilyn Monroe I want to be loved by you which everybody can do and uh, Edith Piaf doing no rien de rien it was great fun I loved well, it were, but were you so were you were you that character before you got the part like were you the were you the little girl that would get stood up in the middle of the room mm. and and made to entertain doing all the voices you did or did you learn the voices in order to do the show um no i was i had a day job working in uh, a stock room in oxford street and i heard that little voice was coming up and I just lied to the director and said, I can do impressions. Can I audition, please? And they said, yeah, come in. It's in five days. And so I have five days to learn how to do it. And I had so I'd already been able to sing. And um, I'd always, you know, imitated my mum. Um, she, she, she always goes, I don't sound like that. But she does. Um, <laughs> so I'd done her. And I, and I used to do Kate Bush. I don't know because I just love her and I want to be her when I grow up but um <laughs> no I had no, I never so it got me into impressions it all was a big lie that's unbelievable so so it, so impressions wasn't something that you did from like the age of 5 looking in a mirror going oh I want to be like this person nah, I want to be like that I hate impressions <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's you know what I'll be honest with you I hate comedy songs. Um, yeah. I mean, but look at us! Look at us now. <laughs> when you were younger, like, and you were you were little, did yeah. you did you do impressions then, like, um, or, or was it just that job that made you go, oh yes, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, it was literally that job. It was literally desperation to not go back to the day job, and then yeah. that led on to doing Dead Ringers and to doing. Um, well, where I am now doing spitting image and, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I then lied and said I could do speaking impressions and then had to learn. I think I can basically do anything I put my mind to apart from ballet <laughs> or maths. Yeah. So, so the moral of this story is lie. Say yes and then worry about it. Like, I reckon I could probably fly a helicopter. How hard can it be? Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's only a few buttons. Wizzy, wizzy, up we go. You, you have like, you know, they talk, they call the vocal cords an instrument, and I know that anyone that's a true singer calls it an instrument, and it does, it does play like an instrument. You just were born with a natural instrument. Do your parents sing? Is, is it? Are you from a musical family? Yeah. Where did where did it, where did it come from? So my. Grandma was a music teacher and studied piano at the Academy, Royal Academy. Oh, and my right. grandpa was a jazz musician. Okay. And his sister, I think, worked in music halls and cabaret and that sort of thing. So there's definitely music in the family. Um, my mum sings. She went to the Royal Academy and, and played piano. I'm terrible at the piano, by the way. Um <laughs> And my dad had a really good voice as well, actually. He would sing in the same octave as who he was standing next to. So if it was a little girl, he would just be singing in the same octave as a little girl in church. It was so funny. Um, and then I was brought up singing in the choir in church because even though my mum's Jewish, she needed, she wanted a job and wanted to get to know people in the village. So she just started playing the, the organ in the church and she's a pillar of the community now. Oh, wow. So it's all... It's bonkers but i'm the only sort of proper like professional singer in the family right so they actually did all the training and you got all the benefit of it right exactly <laughs> some serious pedigree to come from though lots of royal academy there. that's really good yeah, yeah. mum also though 
I mean, she is she is brilliant at the piano, but she does she doesn't after a few Les Dawson's. If, if when the child is in the womb, do you think that all the music that was played around you and all the singing and and love and affection of the music that was played around you has had an has an effect on you? Maybe. I used to scream out of a joke in my stand-up where if I was a pregnant woman in the audience, I was like, I'm the person that your child is going to come out like. And it scared them. It really scared them. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, think, do you think it had an effect on you? Yeah, maybe. I, certainly, um, uh, growing up, uh, not hearing music every day was not an option. Like, even when we were in the car, I remember my my mum and my two sisters, before I was sort of able to join in, one of my earliest memories is them singing, You are my honey, honeysuckle, I am the bee. In three-part harmony, beautiful, just like, you know, just, just sort of improvising or... Even when I was 12 years old and we'd be listening to Radio 1 and mum would go, if the chord doesn't change in two bars, I'm switching it off. And then <laughs> she'd put on Classic FM and then she'd say, what instrument's that, Jesse?" And I'd go, oboe. And what instrument's that, Jesse? Bassoon. Very good. You know, I just... <laughs> Oh, what a what a family! So when you were so you had all this music around you, and obviously were comedy songs a part of the music that you'd listen to? Did you ever were you a fan of Ernie the Milkman or Monty Python or anything like that? Is there anything that you can I think remember? Of? Yeah, I remember the Laughing Policeman. We had that on an LP, and I used to love that. I used mm. to love that. It was really hard not to laugh along with somebody laughing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and also then we had other sort of what we thought were comedy albums but weren't, which were Mum had an, an LP of The Sound of Music recorded by some local nuns. Brilliant. And we used to listen to that and piss ourselves. Because <laughs> it was so crap. It was so out of tune. So, though you know, inadvertent comedy songs as well. Yeah, my friend Greg Neal, who's in was in Corking the Juice Pigs with me, actually started collecting bad songs. Or not bad songs, there's no such thing as a bad song, but but sort of the more sincere the song was and the worse the performance, the funnier oh, it becomes. Wonderful. wonderful. And, um, and and I always wonder if I fall into that category myself and try not to, <laughs> you know. But but we, we used to have a collection of he had a cassette tape, a collection of all these really bad songs. Like he he found an out a record album that was a tribute to uh, it was a it was a made for a toilet display festival or um, conference. So all the songs on the album were all about um, um, you got a nice shower, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you got, you got yeah, the water's real warm, or like uh, you know how to make sure you scrub your toilet. You know, like, who, who, who writes these? Who, somebody has to write these, but then someone has to record. Them. They have to go in the studio and they got to take it seriously. I love it. Um, when you're writing your songs. Do you? Uh, you're, I'm assuming that you write with the other members of the band. Like yeah. You, you, jam, you jam the ideas out together. How do you come up with? The, how do you come up with a Jess Robinson track? Um, it's often when I've got we've got a show or a deadline or something coming up, or and and we want to do something. I don't know. Um, I did a song about anxiety dreams. That's what I wanted to do, a song about anxiety dreams. And um, I thought, who would be the best sort of impression to sing about anxiety dreams? And I decided it would be Kate Bush mm. because she does not Dream of Sheep and she's mm. so weird and witchy. And 
um, the sort of person that you would see in both a, a good dream and probably a nightmare. Um, <laughs> so trippy, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and so Michael, the pianist in the group, is the best for Kate Bushy sort of stuff or anything from the 70s, 80s and backwards. That is his wheelhouse. Mm. Um, and he's a massive Kate Bush fan. So we sat together and talked about, you know, hashed out the, the sort of dreams that you get about falling and about um, uh, when you've eaten too much cheese and, and just stupid <laughs> ideas of things that happen in running and, you, and your legs won't carry you, all of those things. Mm. And then referenced a load of Kate Bush hooks and Kate Bush songs um, and came up with this really crazy number called And Dream of Cheese, <laughs> where when we're performing live, I mean, it's got reference to Hounds of Love. It's got... Um, wow, 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 wow. I'm falling. We've got, you know, it just really silly stuff. And uh, Michael is in a Kate Bush wig when we perform this live right. in a red gimp suit running, you know, doing slow motion running after me on stage. And it is so stupid and bonkers. And I just love that the boys are so ready to go with my flights of fancy and make it even weirder with me. Yeah. It's really fun. The first time I ever saw you, so this is a complete digression, the first time I ever saw you perform... It was at a festival. I think it was Bestival or Latitude, and you were playing. You were in uh, Les Enfants Terribles. Um, oh God, yes! Alice in Wonderland, and you played yes. the queen. You played the Queen of Hearts, and you came yes. out and you knocked. It was outdoors, and I saw. I, I was so good. The, and I'm just. I've never said this to you before, Jess, and I've known you a long time. It was so good. You were so good the first day that I came back the next day and brought people to see it because I said, "You've got to wait till this when this woman comes out. She's exceptional." A little, a little bit of, little bit of a, little bit of a, what do you call it? Little fan, little fanboy moment. Thanks, but it, man. But, but, but I, I didn't even know what you could do at that point. I just remember thinking, "This is just, this is amazing." How, how long ago was that? What, oh what God! Was exactly? That was about ten years ago. It was a life highlight for me because they wheeled me on in a shopping trolley. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> Who doesn't want to ride in a shopping trolley? Dresses yeah. the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> so, did, what was you? Were you standing? I seem to remember you had a big dress or something like that. Yeah. You? Yeah. 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 And you were sitting in the tro shopping trolley, and they rolled. Yeah. You rolled out. Wow. That's great I wondered, fun. I wondered how you moved out. Anyway. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, David. I just had to bring that up. I just, it just, I forgot. I've got, I've got a question for you, Jess. Um, yeah. Out of all of your impressions, mm. what is your favourite musical impression to do? Mm. I really love a bit of Billie Holiday. I just think her... This suspense is killing me. I just think she's got the most distinctive voice. I love it. Um, but Billie Holiday to me, because I don't, I don't, obviously mine is an, an attempt to be comical, but something about when I was really young listening to Billie Holiday, her voice sounds like the vo vocal equivalent of a clarinet. It's right. Got that, it's got that, it's got that smooth. Tumbra. I so agree. And yeah. I think Ella Fitzgerald, I, I can't do Ella Fitzgerald. I can't do her justice. But she, honestly, she sounds like a saxophone. She does, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, I've never heard someone use their voice in, as an instrument in that way before. She's just amazing. And you do, um, you, do, you do an Amy Winehouse, which is in that same category. Amy Winehouse's jazz yeah. voice. Yeah. Because, because with jazz, her jazz voice applied to uh, like a more pop or rock um, uh, feel 
It mm. just it, it's I think that's why people are so attracted to it because they've not they hadn't at that point it was they hadn't heard anything quite like it. The, the yes. Youth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking impression wise, one of well, I love doing Natalie Cassidy because I just really love her, <laughs> and it's fun to make her sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's always a crowd pleaser, and I never thought I'd say it, but I really miss Theresa May being in the news because it's such an awful voice, but so pleasing to do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that sounds like that sounds like one of Marge Simpson's sisters with an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> so when I do Janis Joplin, oh Lord, won't you? But it becomes Marge very easily. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. How how many people of whom you do their voice have you then met subsequently and? been able to you must have met somebody that you do their voice before so i think people get a bit freaked out and stacy solomon just went oh my god you sound like my best friend so I just... <laughs> 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 you've and i'm on... a bit scared to meet natalie cassidy to be honest because it's not very flattering is it <laughs> <laughs> but you worked, you, worked, yeah. you worked on dead ringers right with jen yeah. ravens and phil cornwall i've worked with both yeah, of them in different ways i love jen ravens actually played my mother which is hilarious because she's <laughs> She's only about six years older than me, um, <laughs> but she was she was she's absolutely brilliant. What a, a fantastic actor, and and Phil Cornwall is just funny, yeah. funny, funny man. And and then and then in later days you've been working on you did horrible histories. You did a lot of voices in the horrible histories. Yeah, that's right. So so if anyone any kids that are growing up now listen to the podcast, they'll this is where you get the voices from. Yeah. yeah yeah. Absolutely. Um, what did I do in, in Horrible Histories? I mainly did. I did lots of the quiz questions. The true or false? Did Henry VIII use poo to wash his face or whatever? Oh, um, really? Yeah. I don't did, think did, he did. did uh, were you also in? Were you also in Noddy? <laughs> yes. So I do lots of animations. So for uh, in Noddy, I did um, a, a little dinosaur called the Smartysaurus. Um, I did Farmer Tom, who was a little boy. It really sounds like he has 50 a day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just noticed when I was doing a little bit of research that you're in a thing called Bat Pat. And it's, <laughs> it, and, 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 and it's, it's a children's show? Yeah. Bat Pat? And, and what exactly? Tell me, tell me a little about Bat Pat. Bat Pat is, I think it's ended now, sadly, but it was a bit like Scooby Doo, but oh. with a bat and four kids that go round <laughs> um, solving crimes, always a sort of a bit Halloween y. And right. um, I played Leo, who was this fat American kid. <laughs> oh, and I did this sort of a voice because whenever I do boys, it always goes to the back of the throat. <laughs> and um, it was just, it was so much fun, so stupid. And he used to just fart all the time. And it was just really great to play a stinky, fat, teenaged American boy. It was oh. really fun. Man, oh, man. I, I've got, definitely got to look that up. That sounds I think like... it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Some of that... the parts I play is just ridiculous. I'm about to start a job. Um, again, called Word Party, where I get to play a little baby elephant in a nappy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'll take how, any job. <laughs> and how does how does the baby elephant in a nappy sound? Uh, I think he sounds like that. Oh. So again, we've got a little bit of husk in the voice. Yeah. Oh, he sounds like a sweetie. 
Yeah, he doesn't I can shit do himself an, I so can, much. I, I can do an elephant. Don't stand <clears throat> up and get your pockets out, please. I'm not going to do that, promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can do. That's, that's, don't, very don't, nice. You shouldn't have undersold it, David. It was very good. And had I not been looking, I would have thought, is there an elephant in the room? Or has we, someone shit themselves? Yeah, we should that is the it. elephant in the room. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's why you wear the nappy. No. Absolutely. <laughs> our favorite part of the show, when our wonderful um. guest, Jess Robinson, who we've been talking to, and it's been delightful talking to you, Jess, you're going to perform a little number for us. Is that right? Oh, yes, please. So this is um, this is from my album, which is currently on Bandcamp. <laughs> Are you ready? Um, it's called, Are you ready? yes, it's from Are You Ready? And this is about Aldbury, which is the village where I grew up, where my mum plays the organ in the village church. Um, it's not got any, imp- oh, it's got a couple of impressions in it, but it's mainly, um, I, I was influenced because I grew up listening to a lot of rap. I know that doesn't really fit the persona, but... Um, uh, and I used to listen to, you know, Missy Elliott and Eminem, PJ and Duncan, all the big, all the big dogs. <laughs> so, um, but listening to them growing up and rapping about um, Compton and, you know, the str- those mean streets of Biker Grove um, was a bit of an eye-opener for me because I didn't have a tough upbringing, as you can probably tell. So, yeah, this is Aldbury. One school, one garage, it's in Hertfordshire, so it's nothing like Compton. If I'm being honest, it's more like Trompton. Pew pew, Barley McGrew, Cuthbert, Gibble and Grub. It's a really small place and yeah, you've guessed it, it's very, very white and a little bit Brexit. I can't claim it's rough, I don't want to be fake. If someone pulls a knife, they're probably slicing a cake. Oh, that's moist. There's a killing every week, but no need to fear. It's because they film midsummer murders here. Crime rates are low, leave the keys in your new sob. Worst events, kids stealing your rhubarb. Get off my land. Whoa, whoa, Aubrey is where I'm from. A posh village with a green and a small duck pond. You might think that that sounds crap, but why can't we have a very own rap? We moved there in 1984 And the only home to celebrate Yom Kippur was ours But we went to church every Sunday Which gave me a chance to practice my Beyonce I can see your halo To help us fit in to our new home My mum or Mrs Robinson, as she's known Played the organ in that church even though she's a Jew And I sang in the choir which made me confused The strawberry cornetto. So stupid. <laughs> 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 That's right, my honkies. <laughs> <laughs> Zip up your anorak. Sending a text is out of the question. It's like a bad wedding shit reception. If you don't like allotments or bell ringers, maybe you can join the many middle-aged swingers. Oh come on, Liz. Steve and Lorraine can be there. 
As a place to grow up, it couldn't be sicker, man. Even if at times it's a bit like the wicker man. It's not a trendy place, but I can't complain. I'm not very street, I'm more country lane. When I say clotted, they say cream. Clotted! Clotted! When I say babbling, they say stream. Babbling! Babbling! When I say scone, they say scone. Scone! Scone! When I say immigrant, there's a meeting in the village hall. Whoa, whoa, Albury, my fate is sealed. My idea of being naughty is running through a weed field. I'm not Stormzy, I'm not Drake, I'm a jug of Pims and a picnic by the lake. String up the bunting and protest the man of hunting in an English country garden. Hop back a lot to see mum and dad. I don't live there anymore, I'm not fucking mad. It be the shizzle. I'm in my hood in case of light drizzle. Drive by shootings every week. Picking up pheasants from the back of my cheek. In the field like you little bopee. Me and my bitches round and Uh, Jess Robinson's Aldbury from her album Are You Ready it's available on Bandcamp Jess Robinson it's been so nice speaking to you thank you for having me yeah thank you so um, much Jess you've got to come and see me and my band on tour we're doing a show called The 12 Days of Jessmas and we'll be in a town near you this yeah. Christmas yes. amazing I love it love it well thank you very much Jess um, and guys if you want to pick up that album you can go to Bandcamp if you want to listen to Jess's podcast Stars in Your Ears or sit around at home and watch Spitting Image. You're going to get more Jess Robinson in your life. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Thank Jess. you very much for having me. Play the sting. Goodbye, adios, farewell. You'll be glad to hear that we think that your interview went well. But we have other things to get on with now, so you're going to have to go. I'm sure our paths will cross again, but whoever really knows. It's been fun, it's been musical, it's been comical at times. But now we have to leave you, so goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Jess. Bye, Jess Robinson. I loved it. Ah, oh, Jess oh, Robinson. Jess she Robinson. was amazing. Fantastic. Um, so since we've done the interview, yeah. right, Phil, <laughs> okay. um, I've realised that there is there is an impression that I, I can do <laughs> and um, uh, it, it might not be very good, but it's David Bowie. Okay, here's I've got an impression. Check this one out. Who's this? Philip, come down here, son. That's my dad. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'll do Dylan. Hilarious. I'll do okay, Dylan. Okay. Everyone can do Dylan. Right. Would you like to do a song with me? Um, I was thinking maybe we could sing that That's classic the... from Greece. Oh, do, do Summer Lovin'. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Summer Lovin', have you a blast? Summer loving happened so fast. I met a girl crazy for me. <laughs> I met a boy as cute as can be. Summer days drifted away, but oh, the summer nights. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh. Tell me, yeah.
If you'd like to learn more about Jess Robinson, visit jessrobinson.co.uk and check out her dates for the 12 Days of Jessmas tour happening in November and December 2021. You can also buy her album featuring her amazing band, The Jessington World of Adventures. And why not follow her British Podcast Award gold winner, Stars in Your Ears. Visit jessrobinson.co.uk. And please keep on sending in those songs for the Songs in the Key of Love song competition. Visit songsinthekeyoflove.com for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.